Welcome back into another edition of our Leadership Podcast. Uh, it's brought to us by our friends of the TCU Neely Executive Programs. Online at neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. We do it in conjunction with Learfield IMG College. I'm Brian Estridge, and for the next little bit, we're talking with the head football coach here at TCU. We could run down all the accolades over the years and the success of this program. But, Coach, uh, I think there is something that epitomizes quality leadership, and that is the word respect. When, when folks respect you for what you do, you can recognize it, you can see it, you can learn to appreciate it. Do you feel that, Coach? Do you feel folks' respect for the leadership that you provided for this program? Uh, you're talking from the outside or yes, inside, or from the outside. yeah, we, I, you know, I, you know, it's always I'm always talking to uh, people. People are asking how we how we've done things, and and they watch from afar and see how we play and do things. I, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, they respect that, that we've been here 22 years. They respect, uh, they can see what the product's been and what we've changed as far as facilities, what we put on the field, how we do things, how we recruit, how we evaluate. I think that's, you know, a Sometimes leadership doesn't always mean change. Sometimes leadership means to be smart enough to uh, stay with what's been working for you and tweak it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the key. One of the things we do at every every morning at eight o'clock is you know it's I've got a sounding board of about thirty people mm -hmm. in a staff room. You know, and and um, you know it's you're always you, one of the things you better be able to do is we've been together long enough. You you got to understand they're going to tell you the truth. So. Uh, you're going to ask a question, be ready for the answer. So, uh, you know, it's, I think that's one of the things that happens is we try not to screw it up. You know, it's, you try to make sure that you get the right, the best answer, the right answer to, so we can be successful. Uh, adaptive leadership, I guess, is one way to put it, as you said, to tweak things. And over the years, you've done that. You, you did that uh, with your defense before. You've done it with your, with your offense. But it's more than just X's and O's when it comes to adapting. I, I, I'm assuming that over the years you've had to kind of adapt with the times. Well, yeah, I mean, if you just, you know, my kids about fell out of their chairs, you know, they see first you're texting, now I'm uh, DMing on Twitter, now I'm on Instagram. You know, I, I also do something, you know, you got to be very careful of, you know, I, I, I follow a lot of uh, students, a lot of people, just because I want to find out who the real fans are. I, mm -hmm. I, I tell them, go Frogs. You know, they say something back, you know, they're probably interested in football. If they're not, then I don't, you know, I, they never get a uh, – a tweet or you know a dm or a uh, a message from me at all you know but i'm always trying to find out and always trying to reach one more person that you can touch uh, not just in but in recruiting but also uh fan base i think you know uh this day and age you have to be able to change and i think you know a lot of people say well you're 59 you know 40 58 59 years old you know you, a lot of people are you know we don't change we don't we don't stay with up with that but i've always felt like uh you better have to do that you know we've changed how we write notes, uh, how we how we contact kids, how do we talk to them? You know, all of it I think is is different, but without changing our core values. You know, a lot of people think, well, you want a kid to grow up, you want them to do this, and well, that's old school. Well, I hope not. I hope that all parents are out there, the good ones, are all trying to make sure that, you know, I, I get a little bit tired of you know I, so many there's, and I don't think it's everybody, you know. Um, so many pe people want to. They want to prepare the path for their for their son or daughter instead of prepare their son or daughter. And one of the biggest messages I'm out there doing is, you know, you got to prepare your son or daughter. Someday, tomorrow, you may not be here. So, how are they going to handle the rest of their life if you didn't, 
if you didn't get them to a point. And uh, that's that's the probably one of the biggest mistakes I think is being made is we're all trying to prepare the path instead of um, prepare the prepare the the son or daughter or the recruit or our players or you know our own kids. It's you know so that when they're when they get done they can go handle the world without when you're not around. And I think that's one of the things that our kids that come back they most respect that we've. I just had a guy DM me this morning. You know, it's a guy that went to A&M that played at TCU that uh, was recruited by TCU, but he went to A&M, and mm-hmm. he was just saying how much he respected mm. the program, the way we do things, how we do things, what goes on, even though that's not where he went to school because um, the guy had TCU stuff on. I think those are the things over time that you see that you can tell the difference uh, and really kind of sum up what, what we've tried to get accomplished as a uh, program and 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 be a part of this university. Have you seen and we and we hear this all the time, but I have you seen kids change over time or do we make too much of that? No, I think you know, I think that uh you know, there's not as many uh go out, you know, paper route jobs, you know. Right. There's not as many uh hard work at least not here in the, in the metroplex mm-hmm. where we're at, but you know, where I grew up a lot more, you know, where you could work on a farm, you could you could learn common sense. You know, I think the if you ask me a book smart or common sense smart, I'd always pick common sense smart. Right. And I like I like people that can can answer their own questions. That's what I tell people between a good coordinator, a good coach, and a great coach. A good coordinator can he can call plays. The great coordinator can fix it. When they change, can you how fast can you fix it? You know, and you have to uh, you have to have a lot of experience and see something real quickly and know well here's the answer. That's kind of like fixing a car mm-hmm. you can hear a certain noise and no way it's the fan belt or it's the it's it's the muffler or right. whatever it is that's going on that you know because you've heard it before and i think that's what people understand that that's I, what i one of my biggest messages out there is that in this uh with you know kids transferring and going in the portal is that you know we're, we're not careful we're cheating them because the whole way they become the best they can be is they have to be able to go through the process we all become better because of the process of what we try to get it done You've, on a everyday life of whatever we do, you know, it's that it's that 10,000 hour rule. You know, if you want to become great at something, you know, that, you know, outliers uh, yeah. that you that you um, that you have to you have to practice and over. And it doesn't matter if it's music, doesn't matter if it's football, it doesn't medicine. I mean, I mean, nobody, nobody be like, well, you know, the doctor you pick up. And, and by the way, I just, uh, you know, I just I just went into to a medical school last week right you know? exactly. no, no you you want a guy with 30 years experience yeah. i mean you know those are the kind of you know all of us all of us want the best and so uh but you like the ones with that just came out because they have the newest ideas that's true They're how do you how stuff. do you put yeah how do you put all that together and you know and just um so for me you tie it you know that's why i like hearing i always ask for more, more than one answer and i ask from and like in my staff room, I know who are the conservative coaches. I yep. know who are the right on the edge coaches, and who right. are the middle coaches. And and so, how do you uh, you you make you want to make sure you get their their side of it? So from whatever questions it's asked, because that way you can make a good decision. And sometimes you want to be on the edge. Sometimes you need to be conservative. But if you don't, you don't have their thought processes because uh, you can't think of everything. Uh, it makes it very hard for you to make good decisions all the time. When when people look at your record and they look at the ten win seasons and they look at the bowl success and conference championships and nas- multiple national coaches of the year, they say, "Oh, he's had it good." Um, but there's adversity in the path as well. 
How important is it to face adversity in building someone? Well, first off, and answer your question, if you have success, it's just a lot of hard work. Yeah. You show me somebody that's been successful, I'm going to show you there's going to be an adversity, how you handle it. That's what I tell people all the time. Anybody, it's like uh, being in the market. You know, you know, it's I'm gonna, I want a guy that's going to be lose me the less, not the guy that make me the most. <laughs> yeah. You know, because everybody's when it's, the market's good, everybody can make you money. When the market's bad, how, you know, is is he good enough to to, you know, it's it's like the recruiting. You know, all the stars. Can you can you see can you see through all that and just mm-hmm. have your own grading system, not worry about whoever everybody else is recruiting and and find the guys that actually fit what you want within your program. I mean, it's that takes a lot. That takes a lot more guts than it does just well. They recruit them. I mean, that's why we recruit them. Right. You know, there's they, he's got forty offers. Well, mm. I've seen guys have had forty offers that uh, we wouldn't. In fact, we've had a couple here in the state of Texas last year in the recruiting class, and uh, they were four or five stars that we didn't even offer scholarship to. And so, uh, you've got you've got to trust. You've got to trust. Doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. Um, but and you're always trying to find new ways and and different reasons why they're going to be successful. But it's, you know, it's it's every day is a challenge. If you don't get up trying to win the day, uh, you're losing. You don't ever stay the same. So when you decide that you don't, you want to just you just want to enjoy. As I tell them all the time, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. You don't get up in the morning trying to be trying to push yourself. And and I tell them also, it's you know, it's when you dream. If you're not scared of your dreams, you're not dreaming big enough. You you need to understand that your dreams have to be and and you got a first person you got to trust is yourself. You don't if you don't if you don't if you don't buy into yourself, it's hard for anybody else to buy into you. And so those are three three great mottos of being able to do things that you got to be able to do. But you know you can't be scared. But I also tell them all the time, you know, greatness is a place and time where dreams and hard work come together. So you can't just dream big and and don't do anything about it. I mean, you're just sitting in your chair or on your porch. Thinking about it all the time. You got to work at it. Yes, Gary Patterson's with us. It is the Leadership Podcast, uh, and we're talking adaptive leadership through the TCU Neely Executive Programs online, tc uh, neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. Speaking of adversity, was there ever a point, Coach, where you had been in a difficult situation? Maybe it's a coaching staff gets fired or things of that nature. You're an assistant coach trying to make ends meet. Were you ever lost sight of the dream? Were you ever said, ah, I just don't know if this is going to work? Well, um, there's always long-term, there's always short-term. You know, I think one of the things that's always kept me happy, and I watch guys all the time, they get they get a promotion. Let's say they go from assistant coach to coordinator. As soon as they get a coordinator, they always, well, I'm not going to be happy until I'm a head coach. Right. And, I, you know, what I always try to do is I had dreams of being all the above, but really when I became an assistant coach, I just tried to be a good soldier. I tried to be uh, – I tried to be the best, you know, assistant coach as I could. When I got a chance to be a coordinator, instead of worrying about being a head coach, and even though you know you 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 tried to mold yourself so you could become that, I just tried to be the best coordinator I could become. And then when you become a head coach, then you just try to become the best head coach you can become, and and then work on all the other things because I think it takes four or five, six things I think to be a great head coach in this day and age. And so, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I. You know, you you got to enjoy the moment. I think when you're dealing with all the adversity, I think that's what gets you through it. Mm-hmm. I got to solve this problem now, instead of well, it's not going to allow me to get to this point if I. And so they just they they back off, and and there's always a good answer. And sometimes to step forward five steps, you got to back up one step. 
I call it the football gods. You know, it's you know when you're in, when you're in charge of things, you can make decisions uh, that you can win at every day, but they're not the right decisions. And so what you got to understand is you got to make decisions what is best for the program, what is best for all of us. And even though it might not be a win at the time, it may be a win down the road. And I think that's 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 what good leadership is: is that you're not always you're not always moving forward. I think sometimes you got to back up because you know you go down the street that's got a dead end. You got to back up and you got to admit that you went down to a dead end. How do I back up, or do you keep ramming your car into mm-hmm. the dead end? So how do you back up, go down a different street, and get ready to go? And I think you know one of the things that TCU's allowed us to do, and I think this comes with the whole scenario of, of of doing things is you also have to have somebody that has the patience to allow you to grow and and to give them the best product you can possibly add out there you know whether it's uh disciplining somebody and not letting them play because you know it's even though it may cost you a ball game mm-hmm. uh and so not everybody has not everybody gets that uh that flexibility within their program to be able to do all that was there ever a point where you thought about getting out of coaching no, I've never thought about getting out of coaching. You know, it's you, uh, you know, it's 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 a passion. It doesn't matter yeah. what they pay you. I think, you know, I'd be honest with you, it's it's one of those things where when it just comes to true coaching, I've never worked a day in my life. I think that's no matter when we were sleeping in the back of our car, recruiting and doing all of it. Uh, sometimes those were better times because even though you weren't making very much money, you also didn't have as many problems. <laughs> um, and you and and so how do you go back to that feeling? And as long as you don't, you don't put all that other stuff in front of it. You just every day, you know, the things that you don't like to do is, you know, it's that you deal with is, is dealing with all things your kids have to deal with in this day and age. But that's the part of the thing. You know, I've always said that when we have peace off the field, meaning kids are everybody's gone to school, everybody's doing the right things, uh, nobody's in trouble, they're they're being good citizens. As a general rule, we have unbelievable success on the field. Hmm. And when your team's not happy off the field, um, then and there's there's problems. And as general, you got the same you got the same thing going on out there too. Because you know football is a tough sport, and it's hard to do all the things and the grind of it, and not be peace with yourself when you when you get done practicing at the end of two hours, and and walk off the field and then go out to your car and get ready to go. Whether it's your family or something's happened in your life or school, academically you're struggling with something. It all and it's our job as coaches, that's what I tell me, it's our job to find out what that is and see if we can help them solve that. I heard Billy Donovan, the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder this week, say that uh, the most rewarding thing for him, uh, after he won championships, he said, is this it? And then he realized that it's not about the trophy or the money, that it's about taking a group of people who could not get there other individually, putting them together and taking them to a place that, that only a team can get to. Is it the same way for you? Oh, yeah. You watch, yeah I, I think all the good ones, you know, people do get lost in it. I think that's where the added pressure where people struggle is they think they have to do – you win a national championship. Well, does I think what he said in his talk was, does that define you? Right. And that's that can't be what defines you. As I'd say all the time, I appreciate a lot more what people say, what we've done – Kelsey and I have tried to do for Fort Worth a lot more than I mm-hmm. – thanks for winning the Rose Bowl. Now, you have to win Rose Bowls and you have to win championships to keep your job, but that can't be what defines you. I mean, what kind of person you want to be, how you do things. Um, you know, it's, I think that's the name of the game, and I think that's what keeps you happy because not always you're going to – if 
if winning if winning championships, the only way that you can be happy is you have to win a championship. Uh, not meaning that we're not trying to do that every day, and right. you're not trying to win a ch- national championship every day. Uh, you're not trying to win a Big Twelve uh, or be the best defense or the best offense in the country. Um, you have those goals, but it can't be more defining than what how your family turns out, mm-hmm. how your players turn out as people, uh, how you how you're around, how you treat people around you in your office, all those kind of things. And so, you know, that's one of the things we've been very fortunate. We haven't had a lot of turnover. Not only just in coaches, but everybody else, just because of the the way we try to define ourselves with inside the walls. Do you uh, have you ever regretted a move that you made as a leader, a leadership move, or do you uh, and maybe regret? Oh some yeah, always. Yeah. I, we all we all make mistakes. Yeah. Or and more importantly, you didn't uh, make a mistake. Is you you just maybe should have approached it differently, or you should have handled it differently. Mm-hmm. And I think those. All of us, you know, all of us, as you look back, and, and usually that happens because somewhere you didn't get the right information mm-hmm. or you didn't, you made a decision before you got all the information. And I think one of the things as I've gotten older is how do I, how do I, how do I make those, how do I make those decisions? That's right. what we were talking about earlier about how do you make those decisions um, so that, you know, you don't make mistakes. And that's, that's. That's why I try to ask a lot of people. You know, it's when it came to fundraising or dealing with people outside. I I, I ask people in Fort Worth. That's why I say all the time, Fort Worth raised me, um, because you know they they didn't have a manual on. It's kind of <laughs> like getting married, having babies. I mean, right. it, there's no manual on. There's things that are part of being a head coach that you know that nobody told you about. And so, and so you know, especially when you're dealing with people that don't you know academics. Athletics, you know, there, there's different mindsets about, mm-hmm. and, and you've got to be able to appreciate their thought processes and how do you both, how do you make decisions so both sides can win, even though they're going in different directions. Mm-hmm. But somehow it, it really it ties into your students and and your guys that are trying to get degrees and and do things. I think that's one of the things we try to do every spring is a little bit where we try to help the university, we try to help the community. I mean, it's. How do you how do you use your time wisely that you're making you're making a difference? Why you have time to be able to do that before I get back into uh, what I really get paid for? And, and if you're making those decisions based on principle, and if you're making those decisions based on as you talked about earlier a set of core values, then yeah, you may not have all the information, but you made the decision based on the uh, with the right intent, right? Well, yeah, it, well, it's like you know. Trying to discipline a guy, and where it's where is it that it's right, and you know whether you have to kick a kid off the team, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, I I go I go back to uh, the Casey Paha situation. Mm-hmm. You know, the easiest two decisions in that was when that happened on his DUS is to either kick him off or just suspend him for a couple of games. He's back. We were ranked twelfth in the nation, and right, all the things were going on, and but. That wasn't going to be what was best for Casey Paw, and at the end, it hasn't been what was best for TCU. Mm-hmm. And to be able for them to step out there and us to get him where he he got help, and now he's, you see him and he's great family. Yep. Little one gonna have another little one. Uh, great relationship with his parents now. All the things. I mean, that's that's part of our. I've always felt like uh, you know, that's been that's part of our job. And um, you know, I think some of us. And I, that's what same thing I I deal even with 
with players. It's the NFL can't be the end all. I know it's the dream. Yes, but not all of us are are capable of being that person. So how do you get them to still want to be great, really be as good a player as they can be, but also know that the things they're learning have nothing to do with the NFL or things are going to help them where they're going to be in the NFL of life. I mean, how do you how do you win doing all the other stuff? And that's that's one of the reasons why I stayed here. I you know I moved ten times in my first fifteen years. Right. And now we've been here going on we're on twenty two. And what I found out is when you move, you spend more time helping yourself than you can help others. And when you stay, you can help others. And so, you know, we've been we've made a very strong choice and up to this point of of, of staying and, and helping others. And so, you know, you think, well, you're you're helping Gary Patterson. Well, yeah, you do because, you know, you but you know most coaches don't have many friends if their first name's not coach. How yeah. many friends do you have if your first name wasn't coach, right? Because you spend so much time, you don't get a chance to be really have close friends because you're working too much. Uh, but I think that's that's something that is, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, how much how much can you make a difference going forward? And you know, if you want to be in little bit, I know, and there's a lot of good business people in Fort Worth and in the state of Texas that I've dealt with. Um, the more that you can find a win-win situation when you're dealing with people in business, whether it's football or anything else, and you both can can win by it in that decision. Yeah the better chance you're going to do a lot more business with them and, and things are going to be good. If you try to take your ball home, <laughs> um, then the bottom line is to it that you, you're, you're probably not going to last very long. And so, you know, that's – everybody sees me on TV and I look like this guy that's out there and doing it. But 22 years, you you you, you got to be able – you've got to have a good foundation and treat people right and do things. Um, it just, you know, it's it's hard to win ball games. And so how do you do things at practice, how you do things in games, and then that's – what three hours out of twenty four? So um, right. what that percentage is, uh, once every seven days, and you know, you, you practice, you know, four days a week, and so, you know, how do you do the rest of your life? You, let's wrap this uh, up with this, Coach. When you think leadership, folks have to listen to leaders. You know, it, it, will there come a point where you'll know that they're not listening anymore? And it's time. I mean, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's already happened. You know, when you get when it goes down, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I, there's, you know, we've had two losing seasons. We've had a couple, even, you know, it's, well, it's, I think in 2004, uh, everybody's caught up with the 425 defense. Right. You know, that's since then, since then, you know, we've, you we adapt. We've, <laughs> well, and we didn't change much. You know, players, you know, people were hurt. Yeah. Uh, you had to tweak some things yeah. within because the times had changed. And it was my fault you know like in 2004 because i i saw it happen in 2003 but we went 11 and 2 and 10 and 2 and i didn't i didn't tweak it as much as i needed to um and so you have to learn and that's one of the things i think people one of the hard things to ever do is to change or tweak when you when you're having success you don't you don't wait till it becomes a major problem right and then you have to change a lot and then sometimes you can't get it back so I think you have to go in, and one of that's one of the things we do. We do as a staff here in the spring is going back. Why did this happen? Why were why weren't we this? Why were we something? Mm-hmm. Why were we good at this? And and make sure if there's anything that we need to change right now, we change when times are decent or times are great, not when 
things aren't going the way you need to. And yeah. so, and that's the mistake a lot of people make because sometimes you'll have to change things that really that wasn't the reason why it was a problem. But people are forcing you to be able to do that. And it do, that doesn't happen when things are going the way you need them to. That's a perfect example of our subject today, adaptive leadership. Adapting when times are good and when times are bad. Coach Patterson, thanks for the time. Sure Pleasure. Appreciate it. We could have gone for an hour. Coach Gary Patterson joining us here on the Leadership Podcast, brought to us by the TCU Neely Executive Programs. Online at neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. For Head Coach Gary Patterson and for Learfield IMG College, I'm Brian Estridge. Until next time on our Leadership Podcast.